0: Bible Fellowship Bible Instruction Time. We now turn you over to our speaker for the day. Happy to have our Brother Buck Matthews with us, with us today. We'll turn our Bible Instruction Time over to him. What buck, please. John chapter 6. It's a good starting place. John chapter 6, verse 59. to the end of the chapter. These things said he in a synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, Isn't a hard saying? Who can hear it? This is a hard saying. And when Jesus knew in himself that the disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Thus this offend you. What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascending up where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words, good key thing here, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed him, believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back, and they walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve? One of you is a devil. He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Now we've been studying questions in the scriptures, and we're going to continue to do that. Here in verse 66, it said that uh, from that time forth, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then comes the questions. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? And I say it to you today, will you also go away from Christ? Have you been with Christ a while in your lifetime and decided to just Go astray, go away. Verse 68, Simon answered and said, for once he's right. (laughs) He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Nice question. Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. There it is. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And so I got to looking at things in the scriptures concerning where Christ said the words of eternal life. And he spoke in John chapter 3 and verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. These are the words of Jesus, saying the words of eternal life. John three, thirty-six. He that believeth not, he that he that believeth not shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. I'm sure I should start earlier on that verse, shouldn't I? John chapter three, thirty six. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. And then Jesus spoke to the lady by the well in John chapter four, verse fourteen. And he said, Whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up unto everlasting life. The Lord Jesus Christ had many words concerning eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. Why would we go anywhere else? In John chapter 5 and verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Many times in the scriptures, the Lord Jesus Christ said these words of eternal life. And I'm saying these verses so that you might put it into your minds, into your hearts, and use it through the week. If you come across somebody that wants to know about Christ, you can say, well, Christ had the words of eternal life. And here are the verses, John 3.16, John 3.36. John chapter 4:14, 4, John chapter 5:24 and then in John chapter 6 verse 40, this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone that seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. and I will raise him up at the last day. Christ speaks the words of everlasting and eternal life. And the double security one in John chapter 10, 28. I've given them them, eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall they pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. No man shall pluck them out of my Father's hand. Double security there. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. No one is able to pluck them out. And I and my Father are one. Now. The Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 17. I'm almost through these verses that he says. Some examples. There's not all the verses that he had. We've be here all day, I guess. to read that he had the words of eternal life. He himself gave life and gave it more abundantly. But John chapter 17, four verses there. This is the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he closed his eyes and looked up to heaven. And he prayed unto the Father. Because the other disciples' prayer is is called the uh, Our Father, which is to heaven. They call that the Lord's Prayer. Actually, the Lord's Prayer is this one here, the high priestly prayer of Christ to the Father. And here, here is something special, his own words to his Father. And He closed his eyes and he looked up to heaven and he said these words. These words of eternal life was prayed by the Son of the Father, unto the Father, around the time that he was arrived at Gethsemane. And you know, he, he crossed the brook Kedron. And as he crossed the brook Kedron to go to Gethsemane, he probably thought back to the time that David the king had to go across that same brook, Kedron. When Absalom came in and took over and betrayed his own father. Oh, amazing how that he thought Judas Iscariot is going to betray me as he walked over this brook kedron. In, in verse 2, he says, As thou hast given me, or him power, over all the flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given me. And this is life eternal, verse 3 of John chapter 17. Then this is life eternal that he might know him, the only true God, only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Even before he went to the cross, he could say, he had his mind set, he was going to go and finish that work that the Father gave him to do. Even before he did that, he proclaimed that he had done it. Finished the work. Wonderful words of the Savior who had the words of eternal life. Who finished the work. But then, though the Lord Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, there are people in the Scriptures and they have their own way. They have their own words of eternal life. and They think that they're going to get to heaven by that. In fact, uh, Psalm, or Proverbs 14, 12, says, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. We're going to go to a couple examples. Turn to Mark chapter 10. In verse 17, had gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good Master, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? He was concerned about this eternal life. But I think he had his own way because he was ready when Jesus said to him the last ten commandments, or the last six of the last ten commandments, and he, he said to the, to the person, Thou knowest the commandments: Do not commit adultery. Verse nineteen: Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not, and honor thy. Do not honor and honor thy father and thy mother. Mother. Here is the words of eternal life. Not really, to obey the commandments, because he said to him, "I have done all those for my youth. He wasn't that old anyway. He's a young ruler, lots of money and all." But Jesus knew about him. He had a concern about him. He, he saw that he was urgent. He came and ran. And he went to the knees of the right person, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said to him, good master. So he was respectful. And, but he wanted his answer. And Jesus gave him a different answer. He said, go and sell all. Now, this isn't how you get eternal life. Sell all. And give the rest away. Give it all away. That's not how you eternal life. He was testing him on whether he loved his possessions more than having eternal life. That's the whole thought here in chapter Mark chapter 10. He thought that he would be told, well, that's good you're doing those, son. Continue on and you'll, have, you'll inherit eternal life. But the question he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? There's nothing that we can do to inherit eternal life. We have to believe in the work that is already done by the Savior Himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we have one that uh, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but it's according to His mercy He saved us. He had to learn that, and He went away sad because He had much possessions. So. Though he knew the commandments and he obeyed them, and he might have, might have for a while, but he was just young, when he gets older. And the the point is, is that he, as a young man, knew the commandments, obeyed them to, to the fullest, I guess, as to as much as he thought. But he lacked one thing, Jesus says. Your desire to have eternal life does not match your love for your possessions. You won't put aside that. You won't trust in that. You know, there was an older man in John chapter 3. He said, the Lord Jesus Christ was there, and Nicodemus, a man called Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus said to him, he got to be born again. He must be born again. And he was wondering, well, how can this be? Me being an old man, enter back into my mother's womb, is this how? And Jesus said, That the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but you can't tell from where it comes and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit, and that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And it continued on the Nicodemus. And we know Nicodemus finally got the message because in John 7, he's speaking up for the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, can we condemn him though we have nothing against him? Should we do that? And then in John 19, you know the story. How that... You opened this, didn't you, Linda? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> unclean, unclean, huh? But anyway... He, he said in John 19, he, he was there with Joseph of Arimathea and took Christ down from the cross. He didn't care whether they saw him or not. He was no longer a secret disciple. Neither was Joseph of Arimathea who dug that tomb out by his own laborers and didn't know why he was digging it near Jerusalem. He lived in Arimathea a ways away, but he did it. And now he knew he was going to place the Lord Jesus Christ there. Nicodemus had to learn the lesson. Though he had the Old Testament memorized, though he knew all the commandments and all the rules and regulations in the Old Testament, he had to be born again. These are the words, because God said to him, the Lord Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the condemnation. The men come into the world and they, they, come, in, they come into the world and they, they think that, I mean, Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, there was a young ruler and there was an older ruler that thought that they were going to go to heaven because of their works, because of knowing the commandments. Well, let's turn to Luke chapter 18. And verse 9. <clears throat> he spake this parable. The Lord Jesus spoke unto certain men which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and they despised other people. What an attitude to have. And then he told this parable about two men going down to the temple to pray. Up to the devil, you should say. One was a Pharisee and the other a publican. And the Pharisee says he prayed thus with himself, Lord, I thank you. I'm not like this publican. I don't I don't do extortion. I don't do any of these things. Wow, he had an eye problem, I think. He was looking into the mirror and, and just didn't understand who he really was. He was going to learn today who he really was. And, and what he said to the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean, he said to the God there, the story Jesus says that he said that, Lord, thank thee I'm not as other people. I fast twice in the week, and I give tithes to all that I possess. Everything I give, I give tithes. The tenth part of everything. I mean, we may not even do that ourselves. I and mean, yet some might give 20% or 30%. It's up to us because we have the liberty of Christ. As we prosper, God allows us to give more. Well, here, this man thought that he was a cat's meow, so to speak. He thought that he was the one that had done all these things, and surely he would enter into heaven. But the publican stood afar off. all. He wouldn't even lift up his eyes to heaven, and he said, God... Be merciful to me, the sinner. He didn't say anything about himself except that he was the sinner. His guilt affected him. His guilt was he was humbled before the God of heaven. And what did Jesus say? That this man, I tell you this man in verse 14 of uh, Luke 18, I tell you this man went down to his house justified rather than the other for everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Wow. And let's read to verse 15 and so. And they brought unto him infants, that we would touch them, that he would touch them. But when the disciples saw them, they rebuked them. But here's our answer from our elders meeting the other night. We were wondering about children, how that uh, we know that they're going to be in heaven. In verse 16 of Luke chapter 18, Jesus called them and said unto them, Suffer the little children, prevent them not, in other words, the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter in. Hmm. to another example of people that think that they have the right way in the heaven there's a man who thought he had a lot of time Luke chapter 12 and verse 16 spake this parable unto them saying the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully and he thought within himself saying what shall i do because i have no room where to bestow my fruits i think i'll give it to the rest of the people my neighbors who deserve it all who need it oh no he didn't say that this will i do I will pull down my barns and I will build greater ones and I will bestow all my fruit and my goods. And I will say to my soul, he's got a lot of eyes also. He's got an eye problem. I will say to my soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Hmm. What an attitude. He didn't even want to give his extra stuff to anyone. He didn't even give God any of them. didn't even speak of God. But God spoke up. And he said unto him, He said, you're a good man. You should give some of this. No, he didn't say any of that. He said, thou fool, this night thy soul is required of thee. You see, he thought he was blessed by God. And yet he didn't even mention God's name. He thought he was blessed to God, and yet he didn't share his wealth at all with anyone. And you don't read of him giving any of his first fruits to the Lord or anything like that. And here he is. God is saying, Tonight your soul is required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and not rich, is not rich towards God. Here's a man that had his own ideas and he thought that that, that building bigger barns was the answer. And then he says in Luke chapter 12, verse 22, the Lord Jesus says, take no thought of your life and what you eat or what your body uh, would wear, should put on. Have concern for your soul. What shall a man profit? He shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul that's not in that chapter it's in, it's in uh, 1625 of Matthew and, and uh, also in Mark eight thirty five, I believe it is but anyway he, he said in the scriptures it says that what shall a man profit he shall gain a whole world and lose his soul you see we know not the day of our death we know not if we were trying to get to heaven by our good works We'd have to say, well, how many good works do I have to do? And what are the good works that I have to do? And when will I be finished this work? You don't have to do any of that. The Lord Jesus Christ had the words of eternal life. He that cometh unto me, I will no eyes cast out. He will reserve eternal life. So after looking into the examples, some of the examples of man's way of getting into heaven, Which one is yours? Obeying the commandments as a rich young ruler, as a Nicodemus who knew the scriptures completely but didn't know the author of the scriptures? Doing good works as a Pharisee thought that he was doing good works because it puffed him up? Or ignoring the time that you have left on this earth to decide to trust Christ as your Savior? Second Corinthians six two says, "Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation." This rich man thought he had control of his life, thought he had everything, and and, and didn't even consider that it was time to trust Christ as his Savior. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. We started with the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Take these questions and these examples that I've given you, and there's many more, I'm sure you can think of them, and persuade, to persuade others through the week to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Now, I apologize for being done early, but I've never preached this before, so I didn't know how long it was going to take me to do that. So I guess I'm a hero because I'm done early. Father, we well, give thee thanks for this opportunity to bring forth some more questions. To whom should we go? I'll ask the words of eternal life. And, our Father, many other questions were brought out. And we trust, our Father, that uh, you will continue to be with us as we study these questions in the Scriptures. And we look to thee, our Father, to bless the Word of God that's been quoted. And our Father, for the feeble lips that have been speaking, and trust, our Father, that uh, they might comprehend the idea that the questions... That we're asked, and the the answer is Christ, of course. Christ is always the answer. And we thank the our Father that He has those words of eternal life. He has given us life and more abundantly than ever than anyone else. Thank the Our Father for the opportunity. Trust that these verses can be brought to memory to others, that they might use them to reach others for Christ. And thank the Our Father. Pray for Don and Janet especially. That they might get us news today that they're finally on their upward way. That they're healing now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.